Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 124 of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast. This afternoon, we are in glorious Point Claire at La Brasse Brewery. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. We got Troy, the founder, and Dan, head brewer. Gentlemen, thank you for having us. My pleasure. Thanks for coming. We have been uh, very happy to. Uh, we've been trying to do this for several months. Uh, too yeah, long. Too long. Yeah, then uh, winter happened. Then winter happened, and then... But no, you know what? It's spring now. Technically. It's raining. Those were... <laughs> A week. Oh. I hope it stays. I, hope, I really hope uh, it doesn't. I think it's going to freeze overnight again. <laughs> That's one thing. No, well, this whole week is not going to. I saw oh. it's going to be like mad hot. So maybe all the snow will go. I just don't even. Especially if you go down south, it'll stay warm all week. That's a good point. Maybe we should. I should. <laughs> Why not? All right. So uh, we're going to get into a bunch of stuff. Um, just before we start, of course, we have our flights of beer. So we'll just talk about the one that we have here. So we have the Wicked Nor'easter. The New England IPA, our S- flagship. Yes, yeah. I love it that a Montreal brewery has a New England IPA as a flagship. Well, technically, we're the Northeast still, so that's true. So, yeah. do you, you don't consider yourself Montreal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. We'll make sure I'm, we're on uh, the island. Yeah, technically, we are, right? Yeah. Yes, Montreal. On um, the seven point one percent. Yep. Is that right? What's the uh, what's the hops in this bad boy? Citronazeca, and all nice. first editions with five minutes to go in the boil, so trying to keep the bitterness down and get the hop oils, the aroma. It's fantastic. As we can. Do you use like oats or anything like that for This one's wheat, actually. Wheat? Yeah. Love it. Now this is really, really good. I'm super impressed. We were talking about it earlier. Yep. Um, I tried a few of the earlier versions when in, in growls before you canned it. And it was cool to see the progression. Like I felt like it just kept improving every time. And then by the time I had the can one, I was like, man, you guys like- That's it. We did had a lot of fun, I think, trying different recipes, trying to get the the recipe locked down. And Dan did a fantastic job of of really settling on one one that that worked well. Tried as many hops as we could. And we're happy with these two. Yeah, that's a great, uh, really, really solid beer. And what do you have there, Mo? I got our farmhouse ale. Nice. So it's like- So it's a Saison, but not a classic Saison malt bill. Try and get a bit of sweetness and some of that sort of toffee and dark fruit flavor in there. Nice. Yeah, I don't have time for the full flight today. So yeah, and that's okay. You're working something. On. So we, while we have you now, as you can tell, like Dan's in his full overalls and uh, gear. So you're in mid-brew. Yeah. So what we're going to do, we'll start with the um, beer story. So we'll start with yours yep. in the interest of time. Um, tell, how'd you get into beer? How did, uh, how did this all come together, man? So the first time I really saw a homebrew, I think I was like 14. My dad used to homebrew originally just to save money. But then we started playing around with different hops and yeast and started to have a lot more fun with it, but started probably spending more on our beer than Corey's cost. So. But yeah, so I was young when I first started homebrewing. Uh, I did a science at John Abbott and then biochemistry at Concordia. The whole time in the back of my head, I really wanted to get into brewing. And after I graduated, got a job at one brew pub and eventually came here. As soon as I found out a brewery was opening in the West Island, I knew I had to be a part of it. Nice. And I was able to get in the door for the first brew. Nice. Um, so when you, from, how did it go going from home brewing to actually brewing professionally? Like, was that like, you'd be home brewing for like, for a decent amount of time? Yeah, I mean, in the end, Homebrewing is really great for trying different ingredients and getting to know the process a bit, but it is a completely different job 
brewing on a scale that's, uh, you know, I was doing 20 liter batches at home and uh, ever since then it's been like thousand liter batches. So right. it really is night and day. Yeah. yeah. Was it uh, difficult to get a job with just a home brewing experience or was it pretty easy to move into? I don't, I mean, I sent my resume everywhere. Mm. So I, it wasn't like I was trying for years, but right. uh, it did take a while. Okay. And that, is it necessary to have like the homebrew experience to, to get into this or not? I so think much? so. I don't think no. you've, well, I mean, you've probably met as many brewers as me. Yeah. I've never met one that didn't homebrew first. Pretty much, I could probably think of count on less at one hand. It's very, very rare. But yeah, people tend to end up doing that. Okay, sick. Um, and how did you get into beer, my man? Uh, I had a lot of time on my hands. Uh, I was divorced several years ago, and half my time without my kids uh, gave me a lot of time to to want to find some new hobbies. So, like I was mentioning before, I, I wanted to pick up welding of all things. Right. Um, so I, I picked a project that I could could use that skill to build something with something creative, and I, I picked brewing. So I've right. always had an interest in beer. Uh, I brewed beer when I was in in college uh, many years ago back in Alberta, nice. um, and built uh, our current pilot system in the back um, and started brewing in my garage at home. Nice. Uh, the beers started to, to come out, you know, better and better and people were really excited about about this uh, this passion that I had. So um, right. put a plan together and found this guy as a result of that uh, at 12 Bossar, stole him from there and nice. made a deal. I love it. Yeah. Um, why why did you pick the West Island? If you, I guess you said you're from Alberta. From Alberta, uh, but I've lived in the West Island for the past 12, 12 or so years. Okay. Um, and you know, it being the, the Anglophone community of, of Montreal, um, I feel like this is kind of where, where I belong in Montreal. Right. Uh, and there's a huge gaping hole for, for craft beer in the West Island. Right. There's nobody else here. Yeah, there isn't, right? There like, isn't, I haven't heard yeah. of anything at all. Yeah. Probably not even that many. Is there a lot of bars, at least? Or not there's even? quite a few bars, yeah. Okay, yeah. that would stock a solid beer list? No. That's what I mean by bars, but <laughs> yeah. no. Okay, yeah. no craft beer bars, right? No, but it, it, it might change. We'll, we'll see. Okay. Um, there's, there's some some talking on the uh, the grapevine that there might be some places open in the West Island. That would be good. Yeah. I guess and, yeah, people always have to travel to the city. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely a demand for it out here. When we first opened, I was worried we'd have to try and convince people to try craft beer. Right. But everyone, you know, there's a great Deppner in Point Clare Village at History Pret, mm -hmm. and everyone here seemed to be like waiting for some good beer to be on tap somewhere. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. positive. Yeah, and there's yeah. there's uh, even big chains that are, are changing the way that they do their business. Uh, Jack Astor's, I don't know if you've heard of them. I used to work there, yeah. Okay, so they I have their there. craft beer section now. Uh, the one in Dorval, they carry, they've been carrying our stuff. There's one in Quebec? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, I, went, I didn't know that. Many, many. Ontario. There's four, at least four around the area of Montreal. Interesting. Yeah, and we're in three of them, so. No way, okay. Yeah. I noticed the last time we, we happened to be there a few months back, and I noticed in, in Toronto, at least, there was a huge, like hot, more than half the taps. Yeah. Where, where that when I worked there it was a little, like 2004, it was a while ago, but it was like they had 20 beers on tap and it was just Ricketts, Blue, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. So it was nice to see that the chains are yeah. like they're, they're starting the to appreciate that people want that variety of beer. That's and really cool. It's it kind of plays to to I guess this generation they want they want what they want and they want it now and, yeah. and they want variety and it's, it's great. That's sick. That's really promising. Yeah. I feel like like more and more people are uh, in general just want better products, whether it's food, beverages, like yep. third wave coffee as well as yep, like pop. I see a lot more like wine bars mm -hmm. popping up and people wanting like local wine or at least, you know, 
regional areas are starting to show up too in Montreal. What I haven't seen any here. So they're small. There's a couple of places doing vodka and gins right now. I assume they're working on whiskeys. Amazing. Uh, There's even a new brewery that opened up. They have a, they're going to be a distillery slash brewery. Okay. Okay. They're in Rosemall, uh, Microbrasserie Beauregard. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, I've seen them around. See, that's sick. I like that that's all growing and I guess that a lot of the people who probably live out in it, like this is not that far from the city. We're like 20, 30 minute drive. Yeah, not far. Um, As once again, still on the island. But... Uh, you know, maybe people are moving out, having families, wanting more land, and of course, their tastes, they're drinking good beer in the city, they don't want to come out to the yep. burbs and yep. drink terrible stuff. Yeah. So a lot of people were doubting us when we picked the West Island to open this place up, okay. and they're like, nobody out here drinks craft beer. I'm like, that that's right, um, but a lot of them drink wine, and a lot of people right. that drink wine also crave change, crave, right. crave different wines. They don't drink the same wine every day. Close. They like drinking, trying different wines every time they go to the SAQ. So mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people that come in, I can convince them to try different things based on their wine tastes. And Interesting. Yeah, they, they appreciate that. And people are seeming kind of open to oh, for sure. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get yeah. the, the, the typical folks who might come in here and be like, I'm a cool drinker, what do you got? Yeah, we have those yeah. guys. And we yeah. have a fantastic Pilsner that, that suits that needs. Mm-hmm. And then once they, they get into this, I guess that craft beer mindset, they're willing to try other things. And we've opened new doors to new, uh, new tastes to, to these kind of people. That's great. Um, the t- I was about to ask about the clientele, the type of, is it mostly locals? Uh, it's a lot of locals. It? We have a lot of regulars. Yep. Uh, a lot of locals that are just hearing about us and, and coming out and trying it. A lot of businesses that they do their, their events here. Um, but we have a lot, because we're close to the airport, we have a lot of international people that come. They look up craft beer. We're the closest to, to the airport. So right. by default, we win. That's convenient. Yeah. I like that. Um, what was the process like putting this all together? Like how did it, was it all pretty, like I guess you've expanded recently, there's a couple of new tanks, so it's probably a smaller operation to get to get it rolling? Yeah, it was a smaller operation in the start, uh, but a lot of blood, sweat and tears and perseverance and putting the whole plan together and yeah. finally finally paid off. It worked pretty well. Yeah. So I know the, the, the move into cans was a relatively recent thing, probably uh, yeah, last summer? since the summer, yeah. Since last summer? Yeah. Fall maybe. Yes. Yeah, uh, July twentieth when okay. I can the first time. That was I remember because I was out of town. <laughs> I was on my annual trip out west to see my folks with my kids, and uh, these guys were here canning and had to make and sure just distributing the beer. Yeah, nice. Um, what what spurred the move uh, to cans? Um, it was a couple of different things. Uh, we have a bottling machine in the back. We always wanted to start bottling. Um, but in, in Quebec, there's a lot of hurdles when it comes to recycling and, and selection of bottles. And for us, it was just an easier move to, to switch the whole idea to cans. Yeah. Right. I think cans are the new thing that's coming out in Definitely. Quebec. Yeah. In Ontario, you, as you know, cans are everywhere. You can't, it's hard to find bottles anywhere. Definitely. So uh, we want to get onto that bandwagon. Um, and I think a lot of our beers survive better in cans quite likely. Uh, we're, we're very IPA heavy here, which is which is fantastic. And yes, indeed. I think the the blockage completely of light uh, out of the, the package makes that beer last a bit longer in right. cans. So I know initially it was growlers predominantly, like yeah. you got that full, uh, like you said, spaceship or growler machine, we which is super spaceship. sick. Yeah. Um, the uh, how are the like people asking for cans like i'm just curious how you sort of move from like a tap room that uh you know i'm sure people would be like yeah i really enjoyed that beer i'd like to better take it home and drink it later growlers are sort of like um what's the word like 
devi- divisive sort of thing because I don't. I've never been a big fan of them. I don't okay. know. I, it can is plenty for me because the way I drink and I know other people who are like, oh man, I always got like two two liters and I go to here and I'll get one of this, one of this, and yeah. that's their whole thing. So I know there's different types of people. Like, were, were people like asking for? Well, we always wanted to have our. our cans or bottles, whatever it was going to be, on shelves everywhere. Right. Uh, that was the initial plan. Uh, we couldn't do it with the size that we had to start with, um, but we put the plan together finally to get the, the cans going. Uh, and then that you know got us a little bit more revenue coming in so we can get some more equipment and then increase our capacity. So there was a lot of people that I had always asked for, for cans or bottles. It's just easier to, to bring a can somewhere right. instead of a whole you know six pack worth of beer and a growler. So. Right. Was that always the aim to have like stuff on shelves in depths yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Because I've spoken to some people who, like some breweries who, would, who didn't really care for that, but it was more like a, I guess it's more of a marketing exercise. Yeah. It definitely helps get your beer out to a bigger market and yeah. sell more beer in general. Yeah. That anyone can buy it and you don't have to come all the way to Point Claire to get it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's definitely a key thing. But And the good thing is that people do travel for beer. Yep. So they're going to go to a depth and I've, I've, I see it every place I go I don't think I can't really recall anywhere I've been where I haven't seen any of the cans um, which is really good so yep. you've got the distro down nice yep. um, but it's like people will come out here for that but maybe there's people like us who you know don't have access to a car and live on the island and would like to yep. do that so it's a cool way so I have a lot of friends that, that don't have cars um, there's a you've met Frank several times uh, he rents uh, the communal tool uh, once oh, in a yeah, while yeah. he heads out here gets his growler on and <laughs> that's it fills up his trunk and, and heads home so there's there's those guys that, that do that I like um, that and we're also members of uh, Passport and Fruit so okay. uh, there's there's a lot of people that come and, and take advantage of that that great product so What's that one? Is that like one of those like beer passports where they stamp it? And they, That's it. It's all up front. It's all digital right now. Yeah, yeah it's a, I think it's forty dollars for the passport, okay. and you can go to any of the I forget how many breweries are on this list, but it's it's quite extensive. Um, yeah, we get uh, maybe fifteen twenty a month that, that come in just based on that Sick. on that program. Really? Wow. I thought that were really. I don't know. I never really considered doing those things myself, but I guess yeah. it's. For folks who just want to learn more about it, you don't have to yep. really do any research because it's more like, well, you pay for this thing, you just rock up, and That's it. what do you get, like a, a, a taster or something? Yeah, you either get a pint or a flight board. Um, it's up to the brewery, and yes, everyone has go will be a bit different. I'm sure a lot of places will push the flights, but yeah. That's great. And I guess the whole point, they'll try a flat and like, oh, give me a pint of that and they'll stick around. That's it. And, That's it. and if you have cans or, or growlers, they, well, if they're traveling from a, a ways away, uh, they probably won't take a growler because they might not be back to return the growler. That's true. Uh, because in Quebec, you have to fill the growler with your own your own. That's growler. the thing, eh? That's one of the, the rules, okay. yeah. I remember I took one back that I got some, some like I think what similar to your one, those like the one liter ones, yep. like the little round ones. I took it back to the beer store. I always take my, my cans back because it's so annoying here. I hate it in Quebec. I, we, we go to Toronto like once a month, yep. so I always just take our stuff back there because they'll take everything. But if I didn't buy that can from that place here, well, it's a whole thing and I have stuff from everywhere. Yep. So I just take them back and I took a growler back to Toronto and they gave us like 10 cents for it. I was oh. fuming. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you, I was so mad. Were you paid what, five for it? Probably, like what, we paid for a growler. Like it's like two or three dollars. <laughs> I was like, I thought, no, this is easier. Like, and they're like, nah, sorry, it's just glass, it's glass. I'm like, damn it, so take your growlers back. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if that was a, like, I was annoyed about that, but I didn't know there was a rule where it had to be a, a branded one for yeah. a... Yeah, lots of rules to come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of crazy. So we are talking about this just earlier. Um, 
you're able to sell, like if people come here to drink, they're able to purchase cans and yep. growlers to That's go. Right. You're allowed to have the cans because the license you have is a- Correct, uh, industrial. industrial. Yep. Right. And just to clarify, so like I was saying in the episode before this one with Jerome from uh, Cheval Blanc, he mentioned that they recently changed something. So I don't know if I misinterpreted what he said, but that they that, that uh, brew pub licenses as opposed to the industrial space license are now allowed to sell yep. cans and bottles to go. Are you guys are you familiar? Is that accurate? We're not on top of that, I think. I mean, yeah. we've, we've got the distribution license anyways, so. So it's fine. Okay. Yeah, there's several different classifications of, of brewing permits. There's the brew pub, artisanal, industrial. Uh, so right. It's hard to keep up on everybody's little rules yeah okay i was just i was curious because i feel like i didn't get a like i didn't ask enough questions i was just curious exactly what it is because it's uh something that a lot of people maybe come to quebec from elsewhere and then they go to a brew pub you know say on the island and they're not able to leave with stuff and like what's up with that yeah they just quite a few people with growlers from other provinces or other breweries and they're like can you fill this i'm like uh, by law i can't but I'll be nice. You drove all this way. I'll take your nice little growler from Showsbin uh, Brewery, and I'll give you right. one of my own. Kif kif. Oh, you can switch switch I'll, it out. I'll do that, and you, you can to... return the other one anyway. So you're if, not if I end up heading that direction, I'll, yeah, I'll drop it off with them. It gives me an excuse to go visit some other breweries. So. Oh, so you have to take it to that brewery. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only people who can take back the growler? Is their own brewery, yeah. Oh my god. What about the ones that aren't labeled? Because I've seen, I've had some aren't labeled. Not uh, labeled you yeah. aren't allowed those in Quebec. It has yeah. to be permanently labeled with your address, your brewery name, and one other thing, I think. A size. So a maybe size I'm thinking, growler. That is hilarious. So maybe like, the, you know, Le Dispensaire and... Yeah, I'm, so they, uh, um, Prince Arthur? Arthur, Prince Arthur, no, oh, yeah. yeah, Prince Arthur. There, so they have growlers that are unmarked, but they have a the weird license. Like the front of it's like a dep license, and the back is like the industrial license. Oh, okay. So oh. It's, it's you're not allowed to drink there. You don't yeah. have tasters. Cashes. Like too. they're like half, they're like a fraction, half the size of yeah. these. Yeah, it's um, an ounce, I think, or two ounces, something. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe three yeah. tops, tops. So it's yeah. more just to say which one do you like and then all the things just have like a, a label with a rubber band yep. on it yep. so like it's just like I'm seeing the differences and not knowing like you know say from a consumer's perspective if you're walking around and you're going to different places and you're seeing all these different things and it just doesn't know why it's up. really hard to know even, <laughs> even us with with our own permit it's hard to know what our rules are yeah we're on the phone with the Rigier quite often so trying to figure it out relationship with them it's nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to right yeah gotta be mates with the bureaucrats that's it um, next beer. Your favorite. Yes. Team lactose. lactose. <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. How do you guys feel about lactose? Clearly positive. It's a tool. And it can be used. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I hate. Like that. The lactose team lactose, no lactose thing. It can yeah. be very useful in certain styles. It uh, can add that mouthfeel you want, some sweetness. But... And I've, I've had a few beers where it's just been done overboard and it's it's hard to finish the beer because it's, it's very just true. too sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you always, if you if you know how you're using it, why you're using it, then it can be super useful. Okay. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Dan needs a beer. Yeah. Run, run back and grab yeah, one. Yeah, grab it. Oh, that's great. This definitely got the... Um, Noah Forrest, he always calls it like a stale icing sugar, is what lactose <laughs> does to it. Because he's a hater. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Too far. Uh, <laughs> no, I love Noah, I love him, he's the best. Um, I, I, I do like that though. Yeah. I like that, it's like a gritty dustiness to it. Yeah. 
I'll Do join you, you guys on yes. Team Lactose. Oh, yeah, we Cheers. Need Cheers, brother. Cheers. Yeah, that Team Lactose photo. I haven't had this one yet. Glorious. Yeah, this is great. Nice and balanced. Um, the mango. What do you use for the mango? Uh, puree. Puree? Is it the aseptic one? Yeah. yeah. So it's added just after high cruising. So after the peak of fermentation, we mm -hmm. dump it in. It's, um, it's a messy job. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, I'm trying to remember now, it's 70 kilos in our 1,200 liter batch. So there is a ton of it there. And then supported by the hops, it really comes out super fruity in the yeah, end. Yeah, super fruity. This is definitely, we're talking, I had the one at Artisanal. I'm pretty sure that would have been the peach one. It was a yeah. different color altogether. Yeah, it was, it was like the, yeah. the darker um, vibe. I just yeah. had a sip. I didn't yeah, it was a bit get more to drink orange, it. coppery. And no yeah. lactose, Copper. no vanilla. Oh, it didn't have lactose. Yeah, it's no. just a peach yeah. IPA. Also, it wasn't the... It wasn't called like creamsicle or anything like no, that? No, no, no. Do you know why? Because I think they weren't aware that it was that, or at least who I spoke yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they, they wanted the uh, the mango and we were out uh, at that time, so we, we brought them the peach. What was it called? Just the peach? Uh, New England peach, peach IPA. Peach, yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Where did, being that like Quebec is such an interesting place to me, I like you know, the, the lactose stuff and the New England, the things that I tend to like aren't incredibly common here. Um, why do you guys, why are you guys into all this stuff? I think we did the New England IPA and we were really happy with it. And then the, the mango just felt like the next step for that beer, you know, dumping right. in the fruit, dumping in the lactose, adding the vanilla. So we did it kind of as an experiment at first and people, I don't know. Uh, like ate it up? They always say in French, you know, trip for ça. So they, they went nuts for it, and right. you know, every every time it runs out, people are asking when it's going to be back. Yeah, damn. So. Okay, I like to have I like this idea that we have a, a blank canvas in the New England IPA. It's it's a great base that we can jump from. So the mango works to that. The brute as well. Uh, yes, you know, these very citrusy flavors. Uh, so we I think we we have an understanding of how we can use some of the ingredients to our, our benefit and how to how they can affect the different styles that we want to do. Right. And that's what's great about the tap room. With 10 taps, we always get to try new stuff, have a huge variety if you can make it down here. Yeah. Uh, the next one that I'm actually, well, Jordan's doing the brew right now. I'll jump back in in a few minutes. But it's, uh, it's going to be, again, like that super hoppy, hazy style, but a pale nice. ale. So bring the alcohol down a little and with some uh, new German hops that are very fruity. Nice. So kind of like a just a, a pale ale version of the... Yeah. 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 Uh, this yeah. one will have oats instead of wheat, though. Nice. So, just so to that really gets the variety. That's great. I love it. So, what what was like? Were you guys fans of New England style? I guess I'm just trying to get to like, why as a brewery in Quebec, who is so, who, so few of them do it? Why are you guys doing it, making it a flagship, and then doing lactose and stuff on top of that? It's just such. It's just not common. And well, it's very cool. The West Island, everyone drives, and we're only, what, 90 minutes mm -hmm. from Vermont? Mm -hmm. yeah. So especially the people around here, we're super familiar with all the, the you know, New England IPAs being yeah. brewed down there. And they're, they're, again, as soon as we opened, there was a demand for it right away. Yeah. Right. Everybody that came in, like, like you said, they, they travel around. And we said we're going to do a New, New England. First thing that came out of people's mouths was Hetty Topper. So everybody's been to, to Stowe, to the, to the Alchemist Brewery there. Everybody knows the style. It's 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 huge. So, right. Um, not to say we wanted to ride on coattails, but I think it's a very popular style, and you have to keep up with the industry trends. And this was one that was was currently 
happening. Right. And you guys were fans anyway. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's exciting. You know, when I go to grab a beer, I do tend towards either what's new or something that has a ton of hops in it. So. Right. That's great. So I just find that like going, say, I say this a lot, like I don't really go out in Montreal to drink a lot. I will go to a depth and get stuff or bring it from elsewhere yep. because I don't really find what I want to drink a lot. So there's not a ton like I can go to, I don't know, I keep Toronto, Vermont's an easier one, but yep. say you go to Toronto and there's New England's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I find this just like whether you go to LCBO, we go to breweries, they all have it. Whereas like here is like I can go to all the brew bars in the city and pretty much none of them have a New England. Well, I think Montreal or Quebec is maybe still a little bit Belgian uh, Absolutely. oriented. Oh, yeah. uh, Unibrew, I think, kind of paved that way. They're one of the first uh, that, that were brewing kind of craft beer in, in Quebec. Um, and I think that's still a little bit prevalent in, in some of the beers that people make. Right. And I think it's important to have some of that, you know, I'll call it old, old school Absolutely. Uh, beer. We have like a fantastic triple here. Um, we want to try to change it up maybe going forward to, mm-hmm. to make it a little bit more new wave and right. see how that works. But I think it's important to, to stick to some of the brewery roots. Absolutely. Tradition is key as well. And, yep. and balance, variance in the tap list. Yep. So you can sort of please all, all palates. It's just always interesting to me that say someone like we talked about briefly before like Bar Canada, like they do a drop in the stores. You got to go in the first two or three hours or yeah. they're gone. Yeah. And so that, and, but then no breweries on Montreal for the most part aren't really brewing them. So I'm just like, well, it doesn't compute to me. Like if people are rushing to get the guys from Gatineau's beer that only gets dropped once every couple of weeks, yeah. why isn't are more people doing it? It just doesn't make any sense. I think that is changing a bit. Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen had some great New England IPAs in Montreal. Like in brew pubs or in like beer yeah, bars? Yeah, well, or? I mean, Brewski, I'm trying to think of where I've actually been that had them. You know what, Brewski does do one, Brewski, yes. well, yeah, they do one. They're always changing the hops in it. Um, God, where else have I seen New England IPA? Well, Boreal, obviously. Course, they yeah. have. Uh, I guess they, they don't have a pub, series. so you can go to the... What I'm trying to say, like, even, in, like so I live in Myland. I can't go to yeah. Vice Versa. They've never seen a New England there. Um, Ildegard, I don't really see that stuff there. Bira doesn't have them. I love Helm, they don't have them really. They did it one time. Yeah. Due to CL doesn't do them, they refuse. Okay. So Blas right there, done, they don't do um, What's it, Amortalite? That's New England-ish, I guess. Morality is fantastic, and Immorality, they're both super great beers, yeah. I get, but like this style, like, you know, milky, hazy, crazy shit. Yeah. Um, I just don't find that style, but then they sell out when they hit the stores. So people try and say people in Quebec don't like it, but yeah. the, the, the actions that people are telling me otherwise, yeah. so the breweries seem to not want to go and do it, I guess. Yeah. And, and it's not your job to answer the question. It always sort of bothers me. I just, I'm thinking it's dope that you guys are doing that. Yeah. And people can come here and not only, like you can, everyone can be happy with what's on that list. Yeah. I think it's interesting that the big city, like right downtown, it's harder to get something you got to come out for. Something on mm. um, You just mentioned briefly the uh, always having some, something new. Um, how, was, how do you guys balance that? Like the pressure to always have something new versus perfecting recipes that we briefly touched on earlier as well. Like New England, you've done it and done it and done it and you've got it to a point where you're like, we're really happy with it. And yeah. You've worked on it. It's not something you've done two batches of and thrown it out and then, all right, next, next, next. Like, how do you balance that? Keep a lot of notes so when you do circle back to do something again, you know exactly what you want to do differently. But, yeah, it's just try and keep the taps turning so that when you come back to something, people maybe forgot about it a bit or yeah. built it up in their head and need to have it again. Right. And I think from the way that we've planned our canning schedule is that we want to have the New England, you know, 
repeat it every month mm -hmm. and then add a new can every time that we, we can. Nice. Um, so this this particular month, uh, we canned the, the Brut IPA. Yes. Uh, A2 Brut. We're distributing it today to uh, in, in stores as of today. Amazing. Uh, and then, you know, following this, we, every month we're going to have a new can coming out. So just keep keep people on the line right. with new stuff coming out. So it's sort of not, it's not like, uh, I know sometimes you see, it's not so much in Canada, more like in the States where they'll be on Instagram like, all right, triple can release or quadruple can release every yeah. Friday or something. And there's like all these new ones that consistently have to keep coming. And, yeah. and I've just seen a lot of talk online about breweries feeling, um, I guess, pressured to always have something new and crazy yeah. whilst not having time to perfect. Where clearly you guys have balanced that, uh, being that you've been able to do that monthly. You've done it so many times now. It's, it's in a great place for that yeah. beer. Like that's exactly how you want it. Versus, you know, this is probably still early days, I would assume, right? With the yeah. brood. Yeah, that's a second it, batch. Right. So. so that's something, is it something you think you'll keep doing or is that going to be like a... I don't think, and again, from what I'm seeing, from what I'm hearing, I don't think there's the same demand for that as the, the thick, rich ones, like the, the milkshake IPAs or the New England IPAs. Yeah. So I don't think it'll become a flagship. But it would be nice to come back to. It's definitely nice to have something a bit different. I mean, in the mouth, yeah. it's almost like a, like a bubbly water, like the yes. way it is. Yeah, it's very effervescent. Uh, I like that one. It's one of my favorites, I think. Yeah? Yeah. And even look, I'm going to get to that in a second. Look how, like, how easy that is. Like, I love that. Because yeah. sometimes I've seen a bit of both. Most likely, brews kind of look more like that, like more like champagne or something. Um, but I like, I think, I think Bruce is going to do okay. I think they're still early days. I do like that. See, that's an interesting thing as well. I feel like damn near every, I've had more, more brood IPAs from breweries in Quebec than yeah. I've had New England's and Brutes. So I've really? been around for a short amount of time. I wonder if it's just because it's the new style and everybody's trying like to get their, their feet in early. Yeah. Um, I had a bunch of Brutes when I was in uh, San Diego this past uh, fall and they were very different than how we interpreted it. Um, really? For them, it was more the West Coast style, very clear, but dank and, and uh, dank, hey. yeah. I've never had a dank one. Yeah. And this, we made it a bit more New England, I think. Okay. Yeah. Which is more what I've seen. Yeah. Like, I feel like they've been, uh, like, like, of course, they're dry. That's the whole, the main part of it. Yeah. But it's always tropical and fruity, like zero bitterness type of thing. Definitely never had anything that was even remotely, like, dank at all. It's tough oh. to keep the bitterness out. Just there's yeah. no sweetness for it to hide behind. Yeah. So you have to be very careful when you're adding hops to that style. To this bad boy? Yeah. Since we're talking about it, we should we should do it. I've actually so, got to run back to work. Right, do it back, man. Cheers, Pleasure man. talking to you guys. Pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, if you do have time afterwards, you want to come back? Just see yeah, if gonna I be right a there. chance, he'll yeah, pop in. I'll be here for a bit. Cool. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you. All right. So the brute. What are the hops in this one? Dan, what are the hops in the brute before you leave? Hops in the brute were Columbus Mosaic and Citra. Columbus Mosaic Citra. Love it. Well, cheers. Get in ya. Solid. Yeah, this is great. Man, brutes are so good. Yeah, I love it. This is fantastic. This is like exactly like, what it needs to be. I like when you get the full mouth flavor and then it ends right away. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I really like that. You know what? Since we have the can here. You want to hold the, hold the beer so we can show what it looks like. There we go. Legend. 7.1 as well. So that's interesting. I wouldn't have picked that. 7.1. Yep. Not, uh, it's not alcohol forward. It's great. No. Yeah, you're tasting just a lot of hops. Because it's hard to hide yeah, the booze in the, in the brute. That's it. 
Um, seven one. Okay, I love that. So, you, you, why did you do that one? Just figured wanted to try it and uh, you went there. Yeah, and it's, a new, like, yeah it's a new style coming out. Uh, we wanted to get in before the the wave hits. Right. Uh, just trying to create our, our space in the market and. Like Dan said, this is our, our second time making it. The first uh, first time when we released it, it was a hit. People loved it a lot. So, do you do? I think this is the first canning run. First canning run. First canning run. Yeah. So just like a brew pub test. Yeah, that's it. See how it goes. And people it. were like, "Yeah, that's sick." And that's it. And I think that's kind of how we want to operate. We want to do a brew, see how I guess gauge how our customers like it, and mm -hmm. decide whether or not we can it or not on the next run. That's a, that's, that's yeah. a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, for things that we don't want to can, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's that's you know I don't think it's going to make a huge splash in the market. Uh, like I said, we have a bottling machine here. We want to just do some really limited small runs on, on stuff like that. So okay. like imperial stout kind of stuff, just limited release strategically throughout the year and smart. Yeah. Keep I think it, that's keep it local. Yeah, that's a good idea. And it's yeah. like yeah, small batch and I love that those type of beers are the ones that are in bottles. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Like yeah. I noticed you got a few barrels back there as yeah. well. Yeah, we're starting a sour program as well. Nice. Uh, we have a sour on top right now. Actually two sours. We have yeah. uh, an Ode Brun, which is a, a dark brown uh, Belgian style sour. Um, we aged that one about six months. Nice. Uh, we have another one, uh, the eight, uh, Tebe Sur. Okay. Uh, that one is the one done with uh, fresh Quebec hops from uh, Franklin nice. Franklin Farms, Franklin uh, Hops. Okay. Uh, that one's at St. Bach for their uh, winter harvest uh, tap takeover. Okay. Um, so a couple of sours. Uh, yeah, we have the barrels as well, uh, aging some Imperial Stout in Weizenbach. Uh, with it. some Brett that will will make it uh, nice and funky in nice. the stat or just in the Weizenbach. Uh, it's in, in in all three barrels. In all so, three. Yeah, nice. in, in in both of the the beers. We're gonna mix them together, create kind of a a soup, if you will. Interesting. Yeah, it's a Weizenbach awesome. stout. Yeah. yeah. What would that end up? What would you call that? In the end, I have no idea. <laughs> no, we're. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. I, I like that. We should come up with a name today. I think. Yeah. yeah. I reckon we could do that. I reckon we could work on it. Nice. That's that's a really cool idea. I feel like funky stouts are like could be a thing. So when I was at Extreme Beer Fest, uh, like I said, I did the stout tour. I wanted to try like everything, everything that I could: sour stouts, uh, um, Russian Imperial stouts, just to get my my palate acclimatized to that. Um, so I have I have some ideas on on where I'd like that that program that's to cool. go. I love it. I think that's a really good way too. And I feel like those style of beers are really really popular in Quebec. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the way to go. People love that stuff. They like the big like the big sours and the big like yeah. the, anything funky. Yeah. Um, and barrel aged. That's the barrel, like, yeah. like and I think that'll yeah that'll go down well. And yeah. they, they have like a trade value. They have like a people like sell all that stuff. Keep mm -hmm. them for a bit. Yep. Yeah, there's aging potential for sure. You yeah. know, people can pick up a case and let it sit in their fridge for a year and more than a year even and come back to it's something they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And I think it kind of complements your range, like what you've built out. Yeah. And it's been cool because like, I guess we were talking, like uh, I used to talk to Pat a lot when he was here and he was he would get me the growlers and stuff to try the new things. It was cool to see everything um, grow. And, and it's always like when you see, like you guys started from just having growlers yep. and then moved into the cans and you had a couple cans and yep. that was only in summer and then all of a sudden there's like five cans here and you got some barrel stuff like it's yep. cool it's almost like it feels like it's kind of going boom yep we we wanted to grow organically um to try to try to create our base we didn't want to get into to packaging too quickly right uh i think it's maybe a little bit of a mistake if you haven't really identified what your recipe wants to be if you want to tweak it because as soon as you send that stuff out 
that's what that beer has to be. If you start changing it on the fly and your marketing's not set up to to handle that kind of change, yeah. like calling it one, two, three, four, or five, whatever batch, mm-hmm. uh, people might not want to come back and try your beer if it's if it's changing drastically. So that's a good point. We uh, we really settled on the recipes we wanted. Once we were satisfied with them, then we started canning. Right, and and we're happy with that business, that decision for sure. And it's, I mean, I, aside from the special releases, I say the brute, where it's yeah. like a, it's a good time for it. Yeah. So that's like a, you didn't have to go over it too much. You're already happy with where it's at. Yeah. And I can see why. Like it's it's interesting. It's different to a lot of the other brutes. Yeah. Which is, I think, important. Yeah, I think it's super important. Uh, like I said, I tried a bunch of um, brutes in in San Diego. They were they tasted. San Diego-ish, I'm so, I'm so Southern California, yeah. and we wanted our own interpretation of it. So yeah. I'm glad that Dan decided to go to uh, run that stuff. a little bit more hazy and I mean, windy. And, yeah. yeah, no, I think that's super dope. I've, I've, it's funny enough. I think I know brews are from. It's called Social or Society Brewing. I always forget which one in um, in the Bay Area or in yeah. like the Northern California. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's tried it. Like none of my American yeah, friends either. <laughs> so like it's, it's so funny because it's like the OG of a new style. It's actually yeah. the first. I don't know about you, but I wasn't really, I don't know the history of when, say, New England's came about, because I feel like it's maybe been a soft thing where, like, there's the Vermont style with, like, Hedy, because Hedy's yeah. not New England, Hedy is Vermont style. Yeah. It's completely different to, say, Trillium, yeah. which yours is more in line with the Trillium, right. like, creamy, milky right. consistency, right? Yeah. So I don't know how that came about, so I didn't get to see it. Brute is one style over the last, what, year or a half, About maybe? A year, yeah, yeah. That we've seen from literally nothing come out and then now breweries everywhere are yeah. doing it, but no one's had the OG. So I think, I think it's amazing. every brewery wants to try to achieve that to create a new style. I guess, um, yeah, oh yeah, right. Isn't that like the, probably the goal? Of course. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we have our ideas and we might have something uh, in the makes, so oh, yeah? we'll keep you posted. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Don't drop any little hints right now? Maybe a little collab, we'll see. All right, yeah. okay. Yeah. I like that. Speaking of collabs, have you guys done many? Uh, we haven't yet, no. but we have a couple lined up. Nice. Uh, we have one that's very solid. Um, we're looking, like I said, to make a new okay. style. And nice, yeah. that's exciting. And I guess you also have two barrels, you're about to make a new style, a Weizenbach style. <laughs> yeah. Funky Weizenbach style. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole entire new thing. Yeah, an entirely new thing. I love that. Um, something else I thought was cool that you did was the, um, I, I don't know what to call this, like you've rebranded a beer for yep. a store. Yeah. What's that called? There's a name for it. I'm, it's escaping me right now. Like the I, marketing term for what it is. It's like white, white labeling. Maybe it's white labeling. Yeah. Although it's kind of not really completely because you, it does say LaBrosse on it. It does. Like you made the. It was a collab white labeling, I think. Yeah, because I met uh, um, Mark. Mark. Mark's amazing. That. Yeah, he's yeah. a great guy at Le Maison de Bière on yeah. uh, just off Montreal there. I first forget the street name. Yeah. Great beer store. Yeah. I used to go there a lot too when I was living out that way. Um, and he, you tell me the story. I went to, to, to get some because he wanted some videos on it. And it was, I like, he's like, I like that it was a cucumber saison, which is already weird. Normally you have yeah. a cucumber goza. Yeah. So I've never had a cucumber saison. And he was like, I want, and he decided to do it for the winter. And I was like, why did you do it for the winter? He's like, well, people want to drink sometimes summery beers in, in winter. Yeah. There's not as many on the market, which means it can kind of penetrate. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's actually a really good rationale. For, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember for when he that. called me on that. Uh, he's like, oh, we, uh, I want to I get some cans made for my fifth anniversary. Uh, I want something special. I'm like, take a look through our, our list and see what, what kind of sparks your, your interest. 
and he picked that. And I was, I was very surprised, but you know, it is different. So yeah. we, we had done a couple of versions of that one. We did a test batch, just 30 liters. Uh, we did a, we did a full size batch of it. And for this one, we really amped up the cucumber. He wanted right. a cucumbery. So, and people loved it in his yeah. area, in the plateau. They just, they all over it. Yeah. Like Dan said, they, uh, trippy. they were tripping over it. Yeah. I love that. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, I need to get more French. I, I think it's super cool. And I guess you did the same thing with this bad boy for the Ukrainian uh, festival. Yeah, which that, is super dope. That one, uh, we made a, it was more of a festival beer. We wanted a beer for, for everyone. Mm, uh, we that. made a nice light colch, a very summery beer. Very cool. Um, no, that one was fantastic. They loved it at the festival. Uh, we're su super happy to work with them. And, and Montreal is a really festival heavy city. So if, if there's other festivals that, that want to do this kind of thing, I think with our size, uh, we're able to, to do it quite easily to, to, to switch everything up yeah. and, and make something special for, for your event. I think that's super dope. Um, yeah. Are you Ukrainian by? I don't know. I just, yeah, you are. I, I was going to say, really, yeah, your last name. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. That story is really funny, actually. I, I, get a, I get a call one day just Super anonymous. This guy, Nestor, calls me. He's like, oh, I have a question for you. I uh, wonder if I can come meet you. Uh, I have a business opportunity. I'm like, okay, okay guys, come in. Vague. <laughs> yeah, coming in like, you know, drop some money in investment or something. I had no idea what this was. Right. And he starts talking to me. We're sitting down. He's like, yeah, I'm with Ukrainian Festival. I'm like, right away. I'm Did like, he know you were Ukrainian? No, not at Are all. Are you Ukrainian? I am specifically, okay. Ukrainian, yeah. Uh, I've been going to the festival for years and years and years with my kids. Right. Um, so when he mentioned that, that he wanted us to make the beer for the festival, I was like in love right away. Right. So, and then you, did he ask for a specific style? You were like, yeah, we I got this. We or? worked together a little bit. Uh, they knew kind of where they wanted it to be. And with, with our brewer, we put together a nice recipe that I think appealed to most people. That's smart, man. Yeah. I love that. I think that's great. Uh, I feel like, yeah, a lot of, uh, actually a girl who lives next in the building next to us, she was running the Polish festival. Yep. So they brought in Zivich from, yep. they had to import it from somewhere. Yep. Like it was a whole thing. Yep. When they probably could have worked with someone local. Yeah. And that's exactly what uh, what the Ukrainian festival had been doing to this point. They were bringing in Levski, which is a beer made in, uh, well, in, that. in yeah, Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like their the macro lago. Or yeah, yeah. Is it macro? Uh, well, it's, it's made by Carlsberg. Um, I don't know the, Probably the, technically, the branding. They're not trash. Yeah. No, it, it, I mean. it's okay. It's a nice beer. Yeah. Decent. Decent. It's been a while since I've had yeah. those stuff. Because yeah. I even had Zivich and I was like, ah, that's okay. Yeah. So, no, I think I think people appreciated this. And, you know, we that's wrote cool. a little story on the back and we made it seem very Ukrainian descent, but made locally that just to, to make that, that bond between the old world and the new world. Yeah. It was, it was fantastic. I mean, that's amazing. At one point, uh, you know, this festival is quite large. It's, it's in, uh, in Rosemont. Uh, I think they said at one point there was 20,000 people that Jesus. were at this festival that's serious. and I disappeared into the crowd with my beer and I see all these people with a can of my beer in their hands dancing and just having fun with the music. And it was, it was amazing. That's sick. Yeah, eh? It's crazy. Is that like a, a cool thing for you? I guess. Now, now you've got these packages out there because you don't see people dancing with grails. Like they yeah. have the can, like they have the cans. And, and how how does that feel? Like it's great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of bringing a can to the park or bringing the can on the boat and, yeah. and having fun. And with a growler, you can't really do that. Even yeah. with bottles, you want to be That's careful true. with bottles. You don't want broken glass anywhere. So yes. I think cans is a strategic thing. Perfect for that. I, I want to. I want people to enjoy the beer that they're having when they want to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Their, and I, their events. I agree with that 100%. But I guess also though. It must be cool that you created this thing from nothing in Point Claire. 
you know, and you've made, you've been able to, I just think it's really impressive to go from, to see the growth and now I'm yep. seeing, meeting in person today and seeing the place and like understanding how it's gone from where it was to where it is. And I think it's yep. super cool. Yeah. Like that must feel amazing to just to see that. Now you can see people out there with these, you know, you might see him walking in the street carrying it and I know that you're the guy that made it type yep. of thing. No, it, it feels great. Uh, even even my kids, they appreciate the work that I've, I've yeah. put into this. Uh, you know, I, I get to spend a little bit less time dealing with their their things and, and with them, but they, they appreciate it. And my my son, he's funny. He's he often says, "Daddy, I don't want you to lose the brewery. I want I want I want this. I want you to have this." And at the same time, they go to school and they they tell their friends that that their their father has a brewery and you know they, they drink beer all the time. I'm like, <laughs> like don't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> Child protective services, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. No, they're funny. And they, uh, like, a, I guess that's pretty cool. My parents owned a toy shop, like a series of toy shops when I was a kid. And it was yeah. great when I was, like, yeah. your son's age. As I got older, he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's almost like the opposite. Like, he doesn't care. They might when appreciate you're it more. They're going to appreciate it yeah, like yeah. a few years' time. And when they're friends. Like 18 and legal. <laughs> and legal. And, and very legal. <laughs> oh, he's going to be the guy bringing yeah. the cake to the For party. Sure. Like, For sure. I mean, that's pretty dope. And I guess, are, are they listening? To you, when did you tell him about like? Did he ever say why? Why can't you see through the beer? Why doesn't it look like? Uh, to that level, not not, not, not quite. But my daughter says that she likes stouts because they're dark, and I really <laughs> don't know. Them, like, I think I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> she, did they ever get to? Because my, you know, like when you're a kid, your dad lets you get a little sip or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, this is gross. Yeah. Did they ever get to do that? And did they respond? So when I was a kid growing up on the farm in Alberta. When, when when you have Ukrainian Christmas, my dad, my mom, my mom and dad would give us baby duck. You know the like no, very kind of fruity, bubbly rosé wine. Right. Yeah. Baby duck wine. No. Yeah. Okay. So it's just a very very light wine. And as kids, we'd have just a little sip at at Christmas dinner. Right. And I wanted to impart this tradition with my kids, so I give them a little sip. Yeah, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. No, they know what it is. That. They can't be scared of yeah. it. They can't think it's a big deal. So when they're no. 18, they go crazy. Like, that's it. That's it has to be about. So uh, no, they tried that and they they appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, they had a sip and like, the, right, I, <laughs> the heavy IPAs are like, uh, yeah, the bit of stuff, right? <laughs> you can't like it on the first sip. No, and it was the same thing when when I had my first scotch with my aunt uh, from from Kelowna. No, I, I didn't like scotch at all. No, I love scotch it now. now, right? Yeah, I love scotch. It's, I feel like everything that's that's worth it yeah. in life is a process. Yeah. Everything yeah, you grow into it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it works out better because there's longevity in that. Even with like music, you hear something for the first yeah. time, the stuff that grabs you doesn't always like some of my oh, favorite stuff. I, I didn't like it at first. I've, then... I've done tours of music, uh, I'm from Alberta, so you know, it was rock when I was growing up, pop rock, and then it was country. I was wearing big, big belt buckles and boots, and <laughs> all that stuff. then it was into techno and house growing up, or I guess coming of age uh, here. And now it's, I don't know, all over the place, alternative, uh, some classical music in the middle of the day if I'm like trying to, like, trying to chill out. Yeah. See, it's sick. It's like, I, I like that a lot. That's really cool. But uh, I, I, when we introduce beers to people, yeah. I find, say, it's like non-beer drinkers, like they would gravitate to probably the, these first few ones here. Yeah. Like you give a non, or maybe someone who likes Bud and you give them a New England, they're like, or, or a wine drinker. They'll give them a new one. They're like, yeah. oh shit! Like this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times, right away, they'll they'll shy away from it. Mm -hmm. I have a I have a really good friend. He's my Friday night with my kids, uh, family kind of guy. He was drinking Stella for years and years and years. And when I was, I, I actually brought him some of my homebrew to begin with. I brought him some IPA. It was our, our original IPA, which isn't isn't even on the board anymore. I think I, I actually I've marked it you, on my. You, you thing. I've had it. I've had it in a while. 
So right away he's like, ah, no, I can't do this, too bitter, like it doesn't work with me. Now, that now is. it's different. <laughs> now I bring him the mango, I bring him the fruit, <laughs> I bring him the new the oyster, and he's, he's like, loving Ooh. it. He's like, bring that, bring that hot stuff. More of them. Yeah. Give me a few more of those. <laughs> a few more of those. Those. Yeah. I like that. I like seeing that like progression in like the people around you yeah. as like your your palate evolves. Yeah. It, it wants to try new things and, and it's scared to try new things. Just yeah. like human nature. You're scared to try new things, but when you do change, when you get that courage, you embrace it and you move forward. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a nice place to be in life where you're not scared to try new things or you look for new things. Yeah. Within reasons like we were talking about, I, I've seen some articles where, like like I said, breweries in the States are like going out of their mind trying to come up with a yeah. new beer every week. And yeah. it's like, even if it's like a new, it's like, right, yeah. let's just switch the hops out on this yeah. IPA. It's the same shit, basically. Yeah. But um, so it's like people were chasing too much on yeah. the new side, whereas like back a little bit and it's yeah. just like a way to nice, it's, it's got to be tough life. like I was at Pipe Dream uh, a couple of days ago in, in New Hampshire and they had 20 different cans on the floor ready wow. to be distributed I'm like how do you guys keep up and they're like it's tough yeah it's tough all different labels all different artwork all different recipes all this I don't know how to yeah yeah it's a lot it's a different culture then I'm, I'm not sure if it um if that has completely transferred to here yet no which is probably a good thing. Yeah. I just feel like there's more, it doesn't need to be that crazy. Like I know everyone, but there's so many beers that if people are chasing newness, there's so many beers anyway, but I mm-hmm. guess they're trying to keep people in their, uh, in their ecosystem yeah. rather than going somewhere else. Yeah. Like, no, 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 don't, don't worry about that. we got yeah. new and new, new, new. And it just seems like a lot of pressure for breweries. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad the Canadians don't have to deal with that. Yet. I think Quebec is the perfect size right now. Yeah. Even looking to Ontario, there's probably about three or four times more breweries than there are here. I believe so, yeah. And I think here in Quebec, when a new beer comes out, everybody can notice and everybody can try it. Mm. But if a new beer comes out in Vermont or Ontario, it's just like there's yeah, there's yeah. twenty other new ones at the same time. So yeah. how do you how, you how do you try out. them all? You can't. So Quebec is the perfect size. Hmm. I'll say that. That's a really interesting yeah. observation. I didn't think of it like that. I always found that. Hmm. It's, I thought breweries tend to have, and you're a great example because of what you are. Breweries have a local following, yeah, like really strong. There's always like, like you said, there's yeah. regulars that are gonna, yeah. gonna do it. Now, how do you expand that? Well, you've expanded through the canning process. Through the canning, yeah. So then now they're gonna be people who don't make it out here. So mm-hmm. people like, are you outside of Montreal Distro? Slightly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're in Beloit, Trois Rivières. There's a depender up there that uh, Nancy. She she drives to Montreal to pick up here. To pick it up. She's she's, she's great. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Have you gone to? Uh, we went. We did the. You were talking about the tourism stuff. We did the Canton de l'Est. Yeah. There's a, um, a depth there called. Your French is pretty good. Canton de l'Est. Wow. Wow. Terrible. I only get to speak French when we get drunk. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not confident otherwise. Um, au Vent de Nord. Yeah. Uh, have you been there? No. They they got a couple stores in Sherbrooke. Okay. Um, they have wicked range. They would totally like. It's yeah. like it feels like going into something in Montreal. Okay. I feel like that's okay. perfect for you guys. Up I got a I got a call and I can't even remember the name of this town. Uh, Chamberlain's the, the name of the depener was uh, Chamberlain Depener or something. Pissery Chamberlain. Okay. On the other side of the the, the Fleuve Saint Laurent from Rimouski, so pretty far. That's north, north, eh? Yeah, pretty far north, like a few hours north of Quebec City. Okay. 
and never heard of this place. The guy's wondering if he can get our beers. Um, like, yeah, we're gonna start with some distribution uh, a bit further out of the city soon. So I went to his website, which was uh, like Facebook and, and Google Pictures, mm -hmm. and he had a massive depener with thousands of bottles of right. craft beer in the middle of nowhere. Wow. And this town was smaller than the little town that I grew up in, in Alberta. I'm like, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. Craft beer is getting everywhere, so. I love that. Yeah. I feel like Quebec has, um, uh, what's the word, like gravitated towards it or embraced craft beer yep. in, a, in a way that yeah. is super cool. Um, in it, Quebec is a very artistic community, yeah. uh, province. They like the festivals, they like art. And I think craft beer is very artistic kind of thing. Absolutely. So I think that that culture is, is what will help this industry grow here. Yeah, that's really true. It seems to be like there's, like you, you go to say just the festival, say if you go to, um, I don't know, Biesa Savoie, the Chambly yeah. one, like yeah. that is ridiculous, like four days. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many, I can't, I'm pretty bad with picking numbers of people. Well, there's gonna be a few thousand people every oh, day. For sure. Minimum, for sure. Yeah. Like that's pretty crazy and Chambly's like, 30 minutes in it, like it's a $30 Uber from downtown, $40 yeah. Uber. Yeah. Um, like the fact that people are going out there, like, you yeah. know, did you go to uh, Fuduni, the Dunham one? In, uh, no, no, I was, I was gonna try to go with, uh, with Don and, and oh, yeah, you know, we were with Don, yeah, you were, you were going there, yeah. Um, it was the most insane thing because yeah. it was so far, yeah, and. Well, I mean, it's not so far to relax. It's like right by the border of Vermont, yeah. but it was like to get to was pretty annoying if, you, if everyone's trying to drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just, there was two sessions. It was yeah. sold out. It was expensive. You know what people are rent. doing now? They're, they're renting a bus. They're renting buses. Renting a bus. Bus.com. Yeah. We had, a, we had a couple of tours here. We had the Balkanada guys. They, they had a little mini bus. Oh, yeah. uh, we had the guys from Kanawagi. Uh, they, they came. Drew. Yeah, Drew. Yeah, good guy. Drew. Yeah. Um, he, they came with the bus. Uh, that's what you got to do now. Everyone just rent the party bus. Yeah, party bus. Usually, usually the fe the festival had buses. Yeah, and they were like, they'd sold out the first one because we all waited. You know what people are like. You wait until the last minute, <laughs> and they were like, "There's no more." Like herding cats. Yeah, right. People. Should we people go? Start. I don't know. Should we go? Should we, go? Should we, go? We, do, we bought the ticket. We're like, oh, we'll just deal with the bus for later." <laughs> and it was like a couple of days before they released the buses, but at least sometimes the festivals organize it through like yeah. bus.com. Yeah, we gotta do this next one. Oh yeah, this is the wet. You got the West Coast. Too? West Coast. Yeah, we're timed right. Hey, we're timed right. We're timed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Ooh, it's nice and malty. You're nice and malty, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's definitely dank. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like I said before earlier, like I appreciate these more than I ever used to. I'd normally be like, I don't know, man. This is like not hazy and not really what I want. But <laughs> it's not Because hazy. I'm like damn near hazy. <laughs> not like that. Yeah, you know. Sorry. I, I, totally I kind of was it. to a degree. Totally I make fun it. of it, but like yeah. I was to a degree. But now I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I really, I'm like, wow, yeah. this is like. It feels completely foreign when this is all we used to drink. Yeah, it feels like a classic now. Yeah, it feels yeah. like, I don't like, wow, it's like, like a retro. Throwback. It's like here. Retro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. What's the ABV on this one? Uh, 8.2. Damn, boys. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah, you're, not, definitely you're not driving home tonight, are you? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. Don't drink and drive, kids. Not, not intelligent. Do you know what hops are in this? I don't know off the top of my head. Don't you yeah. worry about that. We'll there's, there's a guy that does that. There's a guy yeah. who does that. It's not your concern. <laughs> this is nice and like dank and piney. I like it. Very piney, um, yeah. But like, it's not, it's like, it's, it's a lot going on, but it's really smooth. Yep. Um, sometimes these ones can be kind of bitey, like that palate wrecking thing. Yeah. I'm definitely getting more of a palate punch than I have, but I bet in comparison yeah. to the shit we all used to drink that this is, yeah completely chill yeah 
So that's why I put this at the end of the board. But you know, if there's a few others that can can recapital it a bit more, all the sours. Yeah. So oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty. Did you just drink all those crazy IPAs? Those like palette. Do you remember this yeah. one called Palette Reca from Green Flash, I believe. I don't know if I've ever had that one. I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember going to the the Mondial and they had a festival. And just all the stuff they had there was crazy. Yeah, Mondial doesn't uh, doesn't play. I feel like oh, but you know what? It's a little more balanced now, I guess, because they got more and more uh, commercial, commercial beer. It's still a fun festival because it's, it's downtown. Yeah, yeah. I guess they've got because they have the huge like uh, Moosehead or Budweiser stands and Candy yeah. Cans and shit like that. I love that weekend because it's usually F one weekends. Yes, it uh, is. Which is Tons a up. lot of fun. It's just mad people yeah. in the city. Yeah, yeah, summer. Yeah. They got the outside yeah. part. Yeah. It is pretty convenient. Yeah. I, th- I heard. I might be incorrect, but I swear I heard they're moving it. They are. Mm-hmm. Back to the train station. Back to Windsor, yeah. I never went to it there. Oh, my. You haven't been there? No, no. This that was, was the best It was the spot. best, eh? It was the best spot. Okay. They have indoor, outdoor, outdoor. It's on the terrace between the, the Bell Center and the, and the, the station. Sick. It's just a sick place, yeah. Is there, like, views or anything? Can you see, like, buildings and stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. Is there? Okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, Dude, just I'm the like, Windsor Station, the way it's, it's uh, really nice. architected, it's really beautiful. Why are they moving back, did you see? I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious, though. I I'm sure like a lot of people have complained about uh, Palais de Conseil. It's, 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 it's a convention center. Yeah. It's like, it's not. It's a, for, it's made for auto shows. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, love, I love cars, but yeah. like. The auto show is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just such a lot to, like, I feel like it's just such a, a cool vibe yeah. it, when it's anywhere else than the convention center. Though, to be fair, we're talking in the car about Great American and Beer Festival. Yeah. That's in the convention center. Yeah. But. But it's the biggest one in what the world. I've maybe? never seen any. Uh, dead, I've never yeah. seen anything that big yeah. before, and, and it's rammed the entire way through. Yeah, and you can't possibly like uh, see it all. We need no. You need like two or three nights at least yeah, to, yeah. to go and do well, it. That, all. that was like extreme. Like the I, same thing. I've never been there. I had a couple of friends. We went down there, our brand ambassadors, so we wanted to check it out. Nice. And they're they're explaining this thing to me. How many people were going to be there and what it's all about? And they're like, okay, when we go there, we're going to go line up outside and the lineup's probably going to be around the building. I'm like, how many people are going to this thing? They're like, I don't know, a few thousand. Like, like we had to walk a good, maybe half a kilometer of people in line to get into the line, to get in line, to go in. Jesus. And it kind of reminded me of, uh, the day they legalized pot here and there's a line <laughs> around the, in the, in like, it was a hella cold too, like October yeah. 17th or whatever. And it was like that, yeah, the line was like around the block. I think yeah, yeah. there's still like lines around the block to get into the stores. <laughs> That's that, crazy. It doesn't have any product. No, there's no product, yeah. So like yeah. they really... Yeah, I heard, that. I read a report, they're still not making money. I think uh, they haven't paid off all the debt yet, but... Uh, I mean, like if they... Come. They didn't think... How can, that's a whole other subject, but how can you like... It's Canada, one of the best weed countries in the world. I'm not even a weed guy, really. And like you misinterpreted how much... Hey, uh, I misinterpreted how deep the the, des- the desire for this stuff would be. Yeah. Like, come on, guys! Like, uh, uh, I think they knew, and maybe it's some false false demands. Uh, so? like maybe there's stock, and they're just kind of holding back to keep the the, the demand on bay. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know. Hey, you never know. Thing. Interesting. I don't think yeah. it's set up there. I tried to order initially early on. I just they weren't wouldn't accept my address in the system. They just said yeah. like, and I just gave up. It's like whatever. Yeah. They didn't have any like it's such a limited sort of range of stuff, but at least we're one step yeah. towards it. I think it's probably time for yep, lightning round. How you feel about that? Cool. Um, what is your guilty pleasure beer? Beer you would be embarrassed to admit to a beer nerd you enjoy. Um, I went to uh, what was it? Beer market 
and I had the f the free strawberry one. Freely, freely, the best. Yeah, that's it. Gives you pleasure. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like I, 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 I can see that. I was there with a nice girl. We had oh, fun. so I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. We used to buy that by like the, the four packs, yeah. and you have that with like dessert and stuff. It's yeah. The best. Man, I want to get some truly. <laughs> no, that was a more to beat uh, framboise, all right? Don't get it twisted. It's a different type of different. very fruity, Sorry. low ABV beer, <laughs> all right? Jeez. Um, what's the opposite? Beer you would decline under any circumstances? I don't know if there's ever a beer I would decline, no? You went no. to a barbecue, you didn't have uh, your own stuff. Like, hey, have this. Uh... Maybe some of the commercial stuff, yeah, uh, like banquets, uh, yeah. or banquet. I don't know. It's pretty, pretty trash. Yeah, but it's like maybe a lot of people like seem to like it. Even like brewers, like people who yeah. know their stuff, like seem yeah. to really enjoy it. <clears throat> if if there's other options, I'll you take you the take craft that? beer. I'll take the local stuff. I'll take local first. If there's nothing else, yeah, I might take some some macro brewery stuff. Right. But, but generally, I'm not a drinker just to drink. I'm a drinker to to taste. Yeah, yeah. I'm that. Um, what was your gateway beer? What was the beer that kind of got you into craft? So this is a funny story. Uh, I, I met this girl at a bartending course 20 years ago, Jen Hill, and she works at Sessions Craft Canning. Um, so we lost touch over, over many years and we finally kind of reconnected uh, through Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever it was. And she had put a challenge out to all of her friends to try a new craft beer every week. Uh, and I took up that challenge and, and it, was, it was that challenge that got me into the craft beer scene. And I think it was probably Granville Island something or other that I, I had tried. It's my first beer. Right. Um, I forget which one it was, but it before was... Before the buyout? Pre-buyout? Before pre-buyout, yeah. pre-buyout, yeah. Granville Island was the first group I went to as well. Yeah. They, they had some good stuff. Yeah. And I think, do you think that's changed? Because someone who was in, out west and would have been drinking them since? Like Mill Street changed. It's 100% not the same. Quality. It did change, yeah. It's very more uh, commercial now. Yeah. Just not the same profile no. and like, no. whatever. Because we weren't sure. And I was like, I wonder if it's like, because I, I don't have enough experience with like breweries before yeah. or after the buyout. So like yeah. Mill Street was the only one. And uh, okay, good to know. Um, favorite beer style? Oh. I don't like favorites. No? Uh, I'm the guy that always says I like everything. What about... I appreciate something about every style. I like that. Yeah. Very diplomatic. Yeah. What if, uh, what if we talk about um, go-to? What's your go-to? And, it, so and you again, walk through a it, what would you do? You it depends on what I'm going to be eating and, and the mood that I'm in. So, okay. like, I'll go to IPAs often. Um, but like I said, when I went to Extreme Beer Fest, I was all about stouts. So right. it depends what my mission is, depends what I'm gonna be eating later that night or pairing it for, for food uh, that day, so. Okay, that's valid. Yeah. I'll accept that. Uh, least favorite? Like maybe one that you not necessarily hate, but would be least inclined to? Probably Goza. Yeah? Yeah. Wow, not into um, not, not really feeling it yet. Yeah. Like, I love the sours that are coming out. I didn't think that sour would become a thing, I and mean, it's a huge thing now. It really is. Yeah. Uh, I met a guy in, uh, in Banff a few years ago. Uh, just, I was out there snowboarding for, the, for New Year's one, one year, and we met up, started talking, and, and he's, he called it. He's like, sour is going to become the next, next big thing. This is like four, four years ago. Yeah. And he, he nailed he it. it. It's, it's definitely that. Um, Interesting. I would, I would have said sours back then, and now I love sours. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so I was a bomb. I love them. Very happy that they did uh, pick up the way they yep. did. Um, what's your favorite beer city, destination, or country? <clears throat> I would like say San Diego, without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's why I went uh, in September. It's yep. just a fantastic city. That's your first time? No, I've been to San Diego no, many, many, many times, many times. Um, but when I used to go for work traveling a long time ago, craft beer wasn't really a thing back then. So, no. you know, there was some good beer, but it wasn't wasn't really the point of that destination. Now, surfing yeah. and that beach vibe and, and the craft beer scene, it's It's, it's amazing, right? Yeah. Got a fave out there? Um, I do like Stone. Stone is, yep. is a great place to go, but there's new ones popping up all the time. There's Half Door that oh, was we interviewed uh, them. They were great. In, in Gaslamp, it was, yep. it was fantastic. Uh, we did the little, uh, what are the scooters called out there? Oh, or? they went there when we were there, but yeah, those things are just everywhere <laughs> That was now. so much fun. Yeah? yeah, I want to try that yeah. South Park. See the South Park episode about them? No, no, no. no. It's really good, they just make it fun <laughs> of it. It's it. really good, it's really good. Um, yeah, San Diego is so fire. <laughs> modern Times, you go to Modern Times out there? Didn't go to Modern Times, no. Uh, I have a friend out there that uh, she was recommending a bunch of places that was on her list, and yeah, I just didn't have right. enough time. There's never enough another, time. Another, another, another time, right? There's, another there's time. never. You just got to move out there or something. Uh, first beer you ever brewed? It was uh, the IPA, the first IPA that you had tried. Nice. That that pack gave. That was like your OG, and then you just that was our OG, that. and we, we put it as one of our, our first ones here. Nice. The the beer ended up tasting fairly close, so when we brewed on production and it versus bit, versus and at home, yeah. that's fantastic. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. That, like you made that from the home brew and yeah. like scale that up. I love that. Yeah. Uh, favorite and least favorite styles to brew, if that applies. Uh, I do brew. I don't haven't brewed lately, but uh, something I'd like to, to continue doing and, and keep up to date with. Um, I'm I'm really not much about the science behind it. That's more our chemists thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so probably the sours. Although I'd love to brew it, I don't have the knowledge or time or, or patience to, to to grow that sour culture and yeah. do all the science behind it. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. Um, worst beer you've ever made? <laughs> Easy. Mess up a batch? Easy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quite a few. Um, the game. I tried to brew a Pilsner yeah. and didn't have the temperature control to do it at home. It did it not didn't turn, turn out, out at all. What, is it, what does it turn out to be if it's not uh, cold, kept cold? Uh, it was uh, a chemical bomb. There was diacetyl, there was uh, just off flavors all over the place. Everything. No, you couldn't, couldn't try it. Yeah. yeah, pills is going to be a tough one. Yeah, yeah. You guys have the lagering yeah. availability and stuff. Yeah, here, absolutely. Right? We have full temp temperature control on all fermenters. Uh, actually, our very first beer we wanted to do here was a lager. It was a pilsner, and the glycol cooling system kicked out. It died on our first ever brew. Wow. So that beer we had to change mid-run to try to save it. We changed the the, the hot bill. Um, it never worked out. We had to dump it. Oh, that yeah, sucks. but it, it was learning, right? Right. Yeah. It's. So. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't happen too often. No. As far as dumping, no. right? And no. it's part of the game. If you're not dumping beer, then means you're not uh, being. You're not trying. Enough, probably. Yeah. yeah. Not trying. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what music do you listen to when you brew? Uh, I love listening to music when I brew. Dan, when he brews, yeah. Dan likes to wear earmuffs, so when he brews, I'm pretty sure I've done some damage to my ears working back there, to be honest. Did you? I didn't realize you readjusted. Yeah, that was fine. So I love alternative. Yeah, one. It's just like kind of a hoppy kind of. 
inspiring music. Okay. Yeah. And no, you don't listen to music when you brew? Not when I brew. No? Um, what do you sing in your head? My head, yeah. In my head, I'm like a crazy person. I've got the list of everything that needs to be done at every time. I talk to myself a lot, I guess. Yes. I don't know. It's important. <laughs> um, what's your favorite hop? Favorites? Hop. Hop. Oh, I see. Uh, it's the easy answer is Citra, but it's kind of boring. So it's everyone boring. says that. Okay, we can switch it up. Um, honestly, I'm a fan of Cascade. And for a while, nice. everyone was using Cascade, and yeah. it would have been the boring answer. But it's kind of fallen out of favor recently, I guess, yeah. because everyone used it for so long. So I'm trying to quietly bring it back on my own. Because uh, it is a great hop. Like, there's a reason everyone was using it. I guess it went overboard. Yeah, it went a little heavy. I guess it was kind of like the, in the last 10 years or whatever, it was the main one. Actually, no, that's probably not true. It's probably like from the 90s. Like, uh, from like the Sierra Nevada Pale Yeah, I'd say early era. 2000s. I mean, it seems like Saz is the new hot thing right now. Yeah. So in our Pilsner, actually, when I started seeing that, everyone putting out a Saz Pilsner. And, uh, we switched the Cascade with it just to get a slightly different flavor in there. Nice. I don't think I've seen the pills with without Saz. Yeah, so it's technically very cool. it's not a Pilsner. But by like the traditional, whatever, more of a yeah. American lager. Right. I guess Pilsner I guess it's kind influence. of like Pilsner. Yeah, okay, Pilsner. That's cool. That's a good, that's a good idea like, to switch it up for that. Um, what does your family think of what you do? Uh, like I said, my dad was a home brewer, so I He's think like, there's yeah. none of that um, <laughs> stigma about it. And yeah, I mean, they, they saw, I think that they're from the West Island, so I'm sure they saw the same opening that I did when I started here. Yeah. And uh, my parents are farmers from Alberta. They grow barley and wheat and, oh, and wow. a bunch of other stuff. That so they've, they've been interested in that in this for a while and they're actually investors. So nice. yeah, can they, they, they support. Can you get the product from this? Train load, yeah. Yeah. My, well, my dad wants to send me barley. Uh, he's willing to grow some malting barley for, for us here, but oh, it's a different the, the issue is uh, malting it because it's going to come just raw. So if there's That's any the craft maltsters in Quebec listening right now, yeah. reach out to us for they trying to figure to out the logistics. I'm sure there is. There's one that I've heard of. I have to reach out to them still. Uh, to see if they can we've do used it, yeah. a malt brew before. Basically, okay. in any of our beers that have any color to them, we'll use some of their caramel malts. Mm -hmm. There has to be um, a Quebec malt. I swear I've heard of one. I'll look into it if I think of it. Cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to do that. The fact that, yeah, like this real small batch type of stuff. Yeah. When we went yeah. to Colorado, we met part of one of the tours was to meet, like, a, I'll go to a malting place. I've never been to one before. Neither have I. They're, like, a fraction of the size of this. They're probably as big as the tap room. Maybe they just, actually. like, malted on the floor and. Well, it was, I didn't even know how to describe it. There was the malting place. Yeah, it's huge. No, it was, like, as big as the tap room. It wasn't big. What's the episode number? Oh, it was in the vlog. Oh, it's in the vlog. Yeah, because okay. we didn't interview them. So we did like a yes. work with tourism boards. Yeah, but uh, the third episode, okay. volume three, the Fort Collins, was in Fort Collins. And like they take you on a bike tour. And part of it, the first stop was to take you to a. Tours. So sick, yeah. right? Because then you can get drunk as you like and like, <laughs> whatever. And then your first stop was the malting place. You don't drink there, but it was like, it was, there was a bunch of other media people too. So they were like, showing us how it worked and it was cool to hear him talk about it yeah. because it was exactly like what you're saying like it's small batch craft mm -hmm. malting 
and they get that everything's grown locally and it showed the ways they can make all the different stuff and the yeah. different types of malt and how you do it. I don't even remember because it was the first time that I'd ever seen it, so a lot of the words don't make any sense, but the equipment was unlike anything I'd seen That's in a cool. brewery before. Um, and I, I dare say it's probably the type of place where they would do something like that. I'd be like, if I can bring this in, would you do that? And I'm yeah. sure, like, why wouldn't they? Like, yeah, for sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're probably going to be there maybe in, in the next year or so where we try some cool stuff like that. That's sick. Yeah. Like all, all local stuff. Yeah. Local hops, local. And you said you're already working with local hops, right? Yeah, we've yeah, done, um, yeah. we did a, we've got a sour on tap right now, actually. It's a sour APA done with some locally grown hops from Franklin, Quebec. It's a Houblon Franklin. Uh, and what they did is they picked everything and then before drying it, they freeze it, uh, put it in the CO2 atmosphere. And so we got uh, made a harvest beer in the middle of winter. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Because they'd had it frozen. Yep. Yeah, fresh that's frozen. It. So. Oh, fresh frozen. Yeah. Ah, that's they sick. Have green hops. I like that. Never heard of that before, actually. Like freezing them. In they the do, um, at St. Bach every year, they do a little competition of winter harvest beers. So that just finished. They might still have some of the kegs kicking around on their taps, but okay. probably all getting oh, probably posted done. on that. Yeah, they probably go pretty quick. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite adjunct? Lactose. Adjunct. <laughs> lactose. Oh, I'm a. It's lactose. Just kind of weird. <laughs> I really like what weed adds to a beer. There is a yeah, bit of a tang in the mouthfeel. Uh, gives you the haziness that everyone's yeah. looking for in craft beer right now. Yeah. Molson told me to say corn. <laughs> that's very timely. Plus See, the owner's answer, corn. God, just corn. Corn syrup, just corn in general. Fructose. And then rice. And rice. We love rice in Albion. See that shit? There was something about like Bud Light or whatever. Like, I don't. No? I was on the... No, there was like a very interesting... Like, I didn't really go into it too hard. It was more like on those like America, like worst beer blog or don't drink beers or whatever. Yeah. Posting about it. Like one of the... I think it was maybe Bud Light. Like we don't use corn in our beer and then all the corn growers are like well I'm gonna drink my Coors Light then and like as if there's a difference uh, <laughs> like stuff like that and they were all like angrily yelling at each other about corn and see I don't I don't I don't rag on Molson or Coors or whatever I think they make good beer I think they make very consistent they do make make, consistent beer. make yeah. consistently made beer yeah which is fantastic yeah um, but we're not like that so I feel that yeah. so no we're not gonna see any corn uh I mean, again, Adjunct lagers from it's a uh, tool if you yeah. want to dry out a beer. I mean, the triple, um, we had sugared lap to bring up the alcohol and sort of the yeast flavor without burying it in malt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a dextrose, so that must mm-hmm. be corn-based. Could be. So maybe yeah. we have used... Ooh. Maybe craft brewers have more corn than we know about. I like that. Um... We missed the first part, but I can just give you a couple of the highlights. Would, uh, what's your guilty pleasure beer? Oh, Do you be embarrassed pleasure. to tell a craft beer nerd you like? Ah, Coors, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't hate it. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything. I mean, I've really liked McCausland's Oatmeal Stout, but I'm sure that's yeah. in the craft range. I think it's it's still tech. No, they got bought by somebody. Brassy RG. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's not like. But they're still. That's still crazy. But they still got a crazy cool terrace. So I've been to the terrace. Oh man, many times yeah. it's the best. Yeah. Like I wish they'd be Big seed bicycle path. Like oh, it's right along there. Yeah. yeah drunk as hell. Go to the market. <laughs> the best. Get some food on the way home. Yeah. Goes down. Um, 
the opposite. What should be you would decline under any circumstances? Beer? Oh, Budweiser. I don't know no? what it is. It's kind of do it. But yeah, I'll take a rum and coke if that's all I want to have. <laughs> or a bottle of water. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to try Budweiser again lately. I haven't dry, I didn't drink any of that stuff generally. And I saw something. No. We did a, uh, the drum from Cheval Blanc said it's the best beer to wash your mouth out between tastings. <laughs> oh, it's a buffer. <laughs> it's a buffer beer because he's like, it's really contained, but he wasn't really talking shit. Yeah. Like, he was like, it's really good beer to, to yeah. He said huh. zero pH, so it's perfect to like, okay. water doesn't do anything. If we go and have this and have a sip of water, then have that, yeah. it's not going to do anything. But if you had like the bud, it washes yeah, the, the stuff out. Yeah, it neutral, okay. neutralizes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He said so consistently made, and kind of the way he was describing it was like, oh, how? Okay. Bud right now, like maybe want to try it. I think the last time I had a bud was uh, with my ex's family on the boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. goes down okay. I'm sure on a boat you like. Eh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I feel like it's a sunny be, day. I'd rather drink a Labrus Pills than one. Yeah, you, but this was before the craft beer. Before, oh, for okay, me. Well, yeah. okay, that's fair. That's fair. And I'll stop this one. The last one. What was your gateway beer? What was the beer that got you into? Uh, probably Blanche de Chambly. I was. I still am a big fan of Unibrew. So. Yes, yeah, uh, the, the beers. Are they one of the breweries, that arguably, that didn't change too much once they were purchased? As opposed to, we were just talking about Granville Island and like a Mill Street mm-hmm. or whatever that, uh, like, kind of quite clearly changed after, excuse me, post buyout. But I don't know if I had Unibrew pre buyout. I don't even know when that would have happened. Yeah. So. so I was talking with one of their reps lately. They had just released uh, Autre Chose, their Peach IPA. And I think this is the first time they had done an IPA. I've never seen an IPA by Unibrew. And it was, is it, is it Unibrew or Trochols? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And it was a very Belgian-y IPA. It's probably Belgian yeast and stuff. Yeah. Really sharp. The guy was talking about their their brewer saying that he's, he loves the Belgian style and he will not stray from that. And that's on brand. Good, good to him that they stick with that. So, hey, as long as they're not, like, it's interesting if they're able to produce the volume they do yeah. and then not reduce or change the quality. Yeah. That I, I guess I can't speak to if they have or not. Because maybe some going, oh, no, no, Unibrew in 2008 was a whole different game. I don't know. Yeah. Because maybe it was. I'm not sure. I guess it's... Because the one thing, I think, I, I swear we even saw it in Australia. Like, it's everywhere. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. When I see it in the States, it's always, like, branded as a high-end beer, and it's actually like, pretty expensive. Really? And yeah. here, it's in, like, Couchetard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the only, Two like, seven bucks. Cru- yeah, right? Yeah. It was funny. In Boston, uh, last weekend, we saw a bottle. We were at Tip Tap Room uh, after the festival, and there was a bottle of uh, Peche Mortal from Du Duciel that you can get at Daffineurs. For two ninety nine, Whatever. $3, exactly. $15 there. U.S. Jesus. <laughs> I hope, one of, uh, one of my friends convinced this guy from San Diego to buy a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> it was. We were all laughing about it because you're like, dude, I could have brought that for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> but that is worth it, though. Yeah, like it is an exceptional beer. But it's like sometimes it's like one of those weird things where it's like such a great beer that like, why is it only three bucks here? Yeah. But then you get it there. I mean, I know there's like crazy import taxes and blah blah blah. But yeah, it's a. Uh, are you guys trying to? Do, are you guys considering that? Any exporting to elsewhere? So it's states. It's Ontario? easier for us probably to export to the states than it is to other provinces, just because of that. Canadian laws. So dumb. Um, so I met a few people actually in Boston, in Boston for that. Um, that do import into the states uh, that I'm trying to work with, uh, nice. just to see the viability of it, to see what kind of scale we'd have to do to, right. to do that. To so, make it work. Yeah. Why not? 
But Quebec, Quebec is large. And like I said, we're Vancouver at the right time where it's expanding. Yeah. I think with our size, Quebec can swallow up all of our stuff easily. I don't wouldn't need to have that extra hassle to go across the border, but you know, who knows a couple of years down the year, yeah. a couple, couple of years down the road, what happens. Is it more, probably more of a, like, it'd be nice to do it as opposed to like, in order to grow the business, we have to go past the border, is that? Well, kind we'll of, cross that bridge when we get there. For yeah, now, we're yeah. still barely producing enough for Montreal even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you looking to act, I mean, I clearly you are because you got those new uh, tanks you haven't quite set up yet, but they're pretty close. Yep, pretty like, close. Is, would that allow you to ramp up production enough to, go deeper into Quebec and further out to like, you know, Sherbrooke yeah. and... Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in order to do that, I think we're just going to partner up with a distributor and, and start pushing the beer up the, that way. Are you doing it all yourself right now? Right now we're doing it all ourselves. Yeah, all the sales, all the delivery, uh, right. invoicing, all ourselves. Is that like a nightmare or it's all right? It's all right, but it's just Montreal. So it's, it's not, not, so bad. not that bad. It's like 20 to 30 places we have to have to worry about. Um, and that's the 20 to, because th- I keep feeling like I see you everywhere, but I guess there's probably only 20 to 30 places there that is, are specialty so stalls. There is a list on, um, I forget the website, but they had the 100 top uh, beer depeneurs or beer stores in, Montre- in, in Quebec. Okay. Uh, and we're on, yeah, 20 of them. So. That's and that, that's just Montreal where we're focused. So there's right. a lot of, there's like 80 more places we can approach easily. Uh, in Montreal? No, in Quebec. In Quebec. In Quebec. Okay. So there's there's all the regions where there's you know, there's, there's space for us to right. go into. Uh, the and then after that, it becomes more of a push. So getting into bars and restaurants and, right. and grocery stores that aren't really focused on, on what we do. Hmm. Is that the focus, would you guys say? To grow, to grow in that way, like is that really what's next? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think to, so. To grow, like, what are the aspirations for how you, how big you want this to get? Because I know like a lot of brewers are, you know, like entrepreneurs who are doing tech companies. They want to get it to twenty billion, then sell it to Google. Like twenty billion like, sounds good. Twenty billion sounds good. Yeah. All right, yeah. with a B. I don't with know if Google buys breweries, so but uh, they drink beer in their places. All the companies that deal with in California have a beer fridge in their place, so. I think uh, they're into beer. Just saying. Yeah, engineers saying. love beer. And do like yeah. I feel like it's about time a yeah. company bought a brewery. But yeah, like a lot of breweries I meet want to get grow to a certain uh, level and then just take like, yeah, and just do their thing and yeah. just like let it because it's it's more of a um, what they call like a lifestyle business yeah. rather than yeah. like a a growth focus type of thing. So yeah, do you guys so have any goals? I'm, I'm not a growth type business. I'm about sustainability. I'm okay. about keeping my employees happy and, and you know, a sustainable lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, giving back to the community and providing a service to my, my customers that is sustainable. Right. Yeah. I don't want to grow too crazily. I don't want to take over the world. Right. No, no kind of real aspirations to get into Costco to just, you know, flood the market. I'm not, I'm not about Nothing that. Nothing like that. No. Okay. But you'd like to get across at least the province. Yeah. In, in this. Yeah. So potentially I think that's achievable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely achievable. Yeah. And the way you guys have gone, I mean, how long, when did you start? What was the year you opened? Uh, First brew was January 2017. Actually, this gets to be two years. Uh, January, though. Yeah, 2017, yeah. you're right. Two years. Yeah. So, yeah, two year anniversary for the tap rooms coming up February 23rd. Yeah, that's right. We're going to have a little uh, winter carnival type yeah. special uh, beer menu. Yeah. Nice. It's going to be fun. Actually, that's, yeah, do you tell people more about that? Because this is coming out next week, so this will... Be right in time for that. Yeah. Perfect. 
Um, so February 23rd. Yeah, you can have a little festival outside here, some winter carnival games, uh, hot chocolate, uh, beer inside the tap room. Uh, we have uh, an art vernissage, so, so some local, local artists are going to be dropping off some some art and talking about their products as well. Oh yeah, uh, should be fun. That's great. Yeah. Some new beer on tap. We'll have yeah. a cask that night and uh, some old beer on tap that's oh, been cool. sitting around. Old beer. Old beer is better. Old beer is better yeah. than new beer. Yeah. Anything you want to give away, you want to let that sit for a bit. You got a week. You yeah. can talk we'll, about uh, it. Find us on Facebook and for more information, I guess. Yeah. We usually. I got the plug-in. I'm going to run back the work. Bam. Bam. Love it. Um, was there anything else we wanted to cover? I feel like we're... Uh, that hour and a half is kind of uh, where we're sitting now. I feel, like, I feel like we've covered uh, pretty much everything. Is there anything else we want to... I'm trying to think if there's anything we were talking about on the way. I was trying not to talk to you in the car on the way about... <laughs> things that we would prefer to talk okay. about. okay, I have us. a really bad short-term memory, so you could have mentioned it to me and I would have forgotten. You'd be like, like, I, I have no great. Idea. It's like memento. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you again? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Why is this? What's this? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, what's the next beer you're going to be canning then? So I got the Brute is going to be out now, so by the time you see this, the Brute is out. Uh, next beer we're canning is actually going to be the Mango again. We're going to cycle back to that one. Nice. Uh, just because... You canned it the first? We have canned it, yeah. Um... Oh, it's right there. Oh, it's geez. right there. Look at you, you little sexy yeah. mango. We, oh. uh, we ran out of that. Uh, we will cycle back to that one, and then after that, we're not quite sure. Okay. Uh, we like to kind of feel the vibe and see where it goes. Yeah, please. We would have loved to have canned the Imperial Stout, but I feel like it's kind of late in the winter season to do that, because it's going to be like March-ish. <sighs> it's Canada, though. It's cold as shit and for... Till it June. is till June, till June, and then it's winter in like and then, then it's winter August. three. <laughs> August thirty first, bam, straight bam, snow. So um, I feel like you could, we'll you, you could probably canning it. Would you can or would you bottle it? So because we missed the canning, uh, there's a whole process to go through for that. It mm-hmm. might be one that we just bottle. Yeah, bottle like, like uh, six hundred bottles of it in limited release and see how that goes. That's pretty sick. Yeah, we love that small kind of release. Mentality yeah. was that that wasn't the barrel age one. That's just like a nope, separate. It's one. the imperial. Yeah, stout just our imperial stout. I guess it isn't. We've tweaked it a bit. To, yeah. so I don't know if you had the last one. No, I never had the imperial stout. No. Are you a fan of stouts? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, when we have it, uh, it's going to be released about two weeks from now. Okay. I'll send you. Uh, I'll bottle some on the machine and, and send it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely do a video for that. Um, I was just thinking of a thing because it always seems weird to me when you think about canning a stout. I know that's like, it shouldn't be that's like that. Is this so weird to you? Learning from my trip to the States, can it's everything. Not it's just can everything. Can. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Why not? Barrel aged, doesn't matter. Doesn't can matter. It. Whereas I think the, the mentality in Quebec is a bit different. I think those heavier beers, bigger beers are bottled. Hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely so agree. So I have to be cautious about that. That's why yeah. I think that bottling machine limited release is going to really work for There's us. something about that, yeah, that just, like we said before, that just resonates. Yeah. I was going to say with Quebec, but I feel like it resonates in general. Like, yeah. it's it's something that, like, it just seems to, I don't know, you go for a can to have something that you're probably going to drink by yourself, and if it's like 11%, mm-hmm. and there's an Imperial Stout, that would be like, hey, let's share it, and I feel like you're more inclined to share a, a bottle. bottle. Yeah. And do you 750s, or is it like a... Uh, it's going to be the 500, 500 sour bottle, like, you know, the, the Castel? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's not cork and cage. It's a cap. no cap. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, that's a good bottle for yeah. that. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I don't know for some reason it's so strange, but just style suit. 
Yep. Packaging, absolutely. Like absolutely. probably like you know the the barrel aged stuff you're doing. Of course, it probably need to be bottles. Be like, yep. that, that distracts yep. me. So that that for thing. sure is gonna be bottles. So we're yeah. we're actually thinking of changing our bottling system to a sour only, like a wild, Just a wild, wild stuff. yeast. Uh, That's cool. Just so yeah, it's dedicated to keep that. it keep it for that. Yeah. As opposed to like anything in barrels or just just the the, the funky stuff. Maybe maybe just the funky stuff. We'll hmm. see. We'll see. We're just still kind of yes, trying to, to play feel with it, right? Want to do? Yeah. Have you re- have you released barrel stuff? Not prayer. No, Not this yet. is the first. These will be, these will be yeah. the first ones. We we did have a barrel aged uh, ESB on top just here. Bourbon ESB. Yeah, it was those those barrels right there. Really? Um, we had a, a actually this was one of my other first beers that I had brewed right after the IPA it was our ESB. And people loved it. We, this is this is a beer that we had at several places around the West Island, and we wanted to change it up a little bit. So we got the right. barrels, aged it for not even that long, about a month, and it soaked up all that bourbon and became really Came nice. Really nice. And uh, yeah, the second time we we threw some heavier stuff in there and wanted to right. see where it would go. I can see that working for an ESB. Uh, I just feel like it's yeah. such a style that's um, I don't know. It's it's pretty chill. Yeah. So adding that bourbon yeah. vibe could actually be yeah. kind of... Yeah, it was a very balanced, I won't call light, but balanced beer. Right. Uh, not boozy? too aggressive. It, it wasn't boozy, just the base ESP recipe, but right. after the, the bourbon after, barrel right. aging, yeah, you could taste it. Was it, was it like fantastic. 9 on 10? Uh, like high end or was it even higher? Because I think ESP is in general, what, like five? Yeah, it's five. the middle of the road. Super chill. Um... I will say this. There was a guy that came to us. Uh, he wanted a beer bottle from us for his wedding. Okay. He picked the barrel aged ESB. Interesting. So if you're, if you're willing to throw down for your wedding yeah, and, and please your go. wife, then it better be 9 on 10. Yeah, it better be. <laughs> it better be. I like that as well that uh, my co-host Scott, he just got married as well a few weeks ago yeah. in Toronto, and he had uh, one of our local friends out there, and they did all the beer for the wedding and stuff. And okay. I think that's really sick if people are doing... Like you're hitting up craft breweries yeah. and getting something special for the wedding, whether it's like a yeah. barrel aged stuff or maybe like, all right, let me get a couple of cakes of this, a couple yeah. of that. And just people love doing that. that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's get, really cool. We get breweries uh, all well. the time. Yeah. I'm dealing with a few right now for that. Really? Uh, that's fantastic. The festivals are, are hitting us up. Uh, you know, they, they know that they can't go to Molson or even St. Ambroise and ask for a small release of something. So but we're able to do it by hand and, and get it done. And probably brew something even potentially specifically for Funky, them. Yeah. Even whether just it's funky or even yeah. just do like a batch, I don't know, maybe you, you've done with the creamsicle, but you could just do a quick batch for that That's or something it. like that. Yeah. I don't know if people want that for a wedding. People, people aren't ready for that type of uh, team lactose. You, never, <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know. never know, but like, you, you have to know your like, crowd, I guess. Yeah, know your true. audience. Oh, you would hope so. I just feel like, like you know, weddings. It's, like it's true. Your relatives, the, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the aunties and stuff. Like, <laughs> they don't want a mango lactose IPA. They, Who they, knows? they might like want, mangoes. Maybe they might. Maybe you could convert them. Convert. I feel yeah. like you'd be better off with something like the the nor- like a nor- you and You know what works well with with aunties is the sour beers. <laughs> Give me that. You know what works well with aunties. <laughs> it's a good episode. Man. Sour beers. Sour beers. Yeah. We had a, a roasted pinabiscus sour. Ooh, it nice. was the gateway, I think, from wine to beer for them. That's because we sold it as a rosé, but effervescent, and and that yeah. that was what was it? It was a rosé. What's our? Well, we did two actually. One was a, uh, a cherry sour, yep. and the second one we did was the same sour culture, but with rosé hibiscus. 
Oh, so they're both very red in color, very yeah. rosé, uh, both with kind of sour tart uh, tart flavors. They That's, ate it up. Yeah, they love that. I've heard that sours are a, a huge gateway for um, for wine drinkers, for white yeah. wine drinkers. Yeah. Like if they're not into beer and stuff and they're into that, you get them sours or the fruitier stuff like the, the New Englands. That's yeah. the two I've heard. Yeah, I can Interesting. I like That's not a bad idea because you have the sours and... Because even Scott's stuff, he still, I think he got five kegs and there was still two, two and a half left afterwards. Okay. And one was a Saison, one was a Pale Ale. Okay. Um, and then they had a bunch of like trash cans, like Molson. And, uh, <laughs> trash cans. He, he, I've he never heard that trash term. Cans. Oh. Hot garbage cans. He knew that. He, he was aware. Like he knows because he knew his crowd. He's yeah. like, well, they don't want good beer. They want Canadian or, yep. or I think it was Canadian <laughs> Coors. Or yeah. something, and he was annoyed about it. Yeah. See, <laughs> but he was like, "You have to do what you have to do." I will like, never convert those guys into anything that we have. It's it's amazing. Like, you just kind of sometimes such some brands right? like brand people, yeah, like sort of yeah, like so ridiculously like stuck yeah. in their ways that there's yeah. nothing you can do, even yeah. if they have your pills. Now they're yeah. like, "This has flavor." Yeah, like we did a. a um, a blind test, a blind taste test the other day, micro versus micro. We yep. had like a Le Castor and an Alafood start. Yep. And then a, a, it was a kind of a little bit of a shit one in the end because it was Guinness and uh, um, Mill Street, mm -hmm. but they were clearly nitro. And I it yeah. still wasn't, I didn't even think of that beforehand. So when I was doing it blind, I didn't get tricked by it yep. necessarily. But the flavor is yeah. night and day. Like yeah. night and yeah, day. Yeah. I've never actually done that. I want to do that. It's really tough. Yeah. Um, even harder if it's lager. Okay. So if you do a macro micro lager, yeah. um, I, we did it in Ontario one time, and uh, you definitely get tricked. Like, because okay. that I don't know why having one sense removed, plays to your but they all look the same, right? Yeah. Lagers, the stats all look the same. Like yeah. when we looked at them afterwards, they wouldn't have given it away. Yeah. Like unless I was a little bit more intelligent, I guess, because I hadn't had many nitro starts from a can okay. so the noise the can made was different yeah. didn't, didn't pick up on that okay. and the head is slightly different how did you serve that nitro can beer uh, did you follow the directions did you shake it and then pour no just double tiff did it so okay just open it I forget who shake was. there was one that said shake vigorously and then pour we tried that in. it went everywhere it went everywhere and there's another one that's like kind of rattle it you give it a little bit yeah a little bit have you had like you know left hand from yeah, yeah. Colorado so yeah. if you had any of theirs like milk, the milk start so if you open they're in a bottle not in a can and yeah. you're supposed to pour vigorously yeah. Vigor yeah. the best because it feels like oh my god I can't what, what's going to happen and yeah. it just and then it's just fizzes and it's gorgeous right yeah so Tiff I was I didn't see any of it of course but um, the just the difference was unbelievable okay. so I'm not sure in hindsight if it was because um, during a week she actually because I didn't know what order she was going to give them to me until yeah. so it was the, the two micros first which was very smart because I would have been able to tell straight away yeah um, and I was almost tricked because the Le Castor was sweet in comparison to okay. the Alafut yeah. so I was like oh sometimes sweetness means it's mi macro so I guessed it was macro then I had the other two I'm like oh there's no way can I change it oh but okay. it was crazy so I'd like to it, it's, I think it's a good um Exercise yep. for anybody who's a beer drinker, particularly for yourself. Just in, in maybe a lager, you have your pilsner, you get another craft pilsner from here, and then you get like a, a bud and a labad or something, yep. or even something maybe like a cream or which is kind of changed over time yep. or something yep. like that because that's technically macro. And just just to see, it's hectic, and have maybe, someone else just do it. Yeah, maybe we'll do it with our, our whole staff. I think that might be a uh, fun team building event because yes, yeah. And it just shows them, like, because maybe people are like, yeah, of course, this pills is fire, but you don't know how good it is yep. until you put it up against 
some others and take the name out of the question. Yeah, take the name out and then it doesn't matter what it is. And even when we did it, I was tricked by a couple of them yeah. because there's, there's one in like Amsterdam, there's one in Toronto, there's yep. three streets, blah, They tasted, I think they make it to taste like emulsion or, or something like to that. To appeal to that crowd. To appeal to that crowd because yeah. it's every, everywhere. Out of yeah. all their beers, that one is everywhere. Yeah. And it, the the person who, there was like five of us doing it, it was like two years ago, a year and a half ago, and the, the dude who was giving it to us gave us that one first, and I was yeah. like, right, we can give us a macro first, try it, I was like, oh, this is totally a macro. And we all said that. And in hindsight, I was like, oh, sorry guys, but like- You're wrong. I'm totally oh, wrong. Oh man. Uh, I was wrong most of the time. I, yeah. It's really, really, really hard. It's just a fascinating, um, yeah. little test, definitely team building, that's a good one. Yeah. And yes. try it, see if you can try it with, um, because we was like, how do you do this? Because there's not many, like, all the macros are lagers. So the only way to do an accurate other macro versus micro would be say, yeah, the Goose Island IPA. Yeah. If Granville Island has an IPA, which yeah. I can't even think of they do. Some of the ones that have bought out. Some of them, basically, that's the only the, thing. True yeah. to the are, but that's not fair because I don't know if they've changed the recipe enough yet. Yeah, because Mill Street right away, it was the same process, same people, same ingredients, same everything. And then over time, it kind of, which is probably you what can, happened to Goose Island. It's probably yeah. what happened to Granville yeah. Island. But is it that predominant? I'd like to know. Yeah. But that's, that's the only choice we have. Like in Canada, the, it's like basically those three, or Trudy, yeah. Granville Island, Goose Island, which is American anyway, Mill Street, Creamore. This, I can't really think even off the top of my head, I guess Batch in Toronto technically because they're owned by Creamore. Yeah. That's kind of it. There's not many. and. Like Trudy Dial probably hasn't been bought out long enough no, for no. their beer to have changed, yeah. so you would never guess that it's macro. So it's, it's a difficult thing to perform in Canada, whereas if you go to the States, yeah. I feel like there'd be more options still, that would trick you. I'm before. still curious about the Trudy Dial thing because they kept their brew pub, yes, but do. I don't know the if they yeah. keep, if they're allowed to brew independently there for that, or, or if they beer take, they sell is from, maybe they sell it from what was bought out to them. Yeah. I'm really curious. I'd like to know that too. Because yeah. I didn't. When I first moved here, I didn't, I got like OCD, so I wouldn't go and get, like, I did try everything because yeah. if I tried one from them and they had like 30 beers always, and I was like, well, I have to try them all now. Yeah. And like, they were like 650 bottles or whatever, so it was yeah. a whole thing. So I didn't, I, had, I probably had like four or five ever. Okay. I know they've got a bunch. So I just, yeah. everything I've always had has been pretty damn good. And yeah. I know they were very highly respected. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I was locked there for them, to why their people were so upset. Yeah. So I would like to know, that's a really good point. If maybe, do they brew in the brew pub? Maybe they have a small batch like like the Judas Yale one. Yeah. Have they like a, a little mini system? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they could do some stuff like that, but they would probably purchase the the the, the right says on the tractor or stuff like oh, that from the yeah, stuff and purchase yeah. those kegs from the the brewery, which is yeah. the same name but different. So really? complicated. Super complicated. When warriors have to get involved, too complicated. Too complicated. It's like, yeah. you know what? We're out. Particularly yeah. for beer, we're just trying to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not trying to get drunk. We're trying to drink some good things yeah. and the byproduct. Taste is. some good things. Okay, exactly. yeah. Um, so it'd be, I'd be interested if you ever do that. Let me know how you yeah, go. Yeah, I think sure. that'd be a good thing to, to. I feel like most most breweries should have to do that with their staff. They have yep. like a tap room that just so they can explain it okay. to a uh, to a client who comes in. Oh, I'm a cooler drinker. What do you got? And then they can actually like. I feel like even if you they can try relate in your experience from that to say, oh, listen, yeah. there is in our minds the brand, yeah. the name played a lot into it. And if you close your eyes and experience the beer for what it is yeah and, and you don't know what it is because then yeah. you don't have any judgments and it's even better if it's blind because you're not even seeing it because maybe you're like oh that kind of bubbles look like a cool i don't know <laughs> do they bigger bubbles or something i don't know could be maybe bubbles yeah maybe for sure i feel like mind plays tricks on you so i'm saying yeah. you yeah. can't be too careful we're too smart 
we are way too smart for our own, or are we? Or are we? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that smart. No. Well, we're just, you know, it's the, the brain cells are going from all the fear. <laughs> yep. Brain cells, the, the gut fat. No, I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> Where can we find Labros online, bro? Uh, Labros.com. Yep. We have a list of all of our beers that we have on top. Perfect. Uh, we have 10 all the time, unless we run out, which is fairly rare. We try to keep okay. them up to date. Uh, and a list of all of our depeneurs that we sell around uh, the island and even slightly off-island, all the way to Belloy, nice. Pointe aux Trombes, uh, going west towards Vaudreuil, uh, and everywhere in between. Hell yeah. yeah. And uh, social media? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Is it all the same? About it. Is yeah. it La Brasse Beer? Or La, La Brasse Brewery or Microbrasserie La Brasse. Okay. Depending on the length limitation that each platform has. allows us to name it. Usually when yeah. we do that on the screen, Tiff finds it and checks it. Yeah, it's like 15 characters on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram's damn near unlimited. Uh, Instagram actually was limited oh, to 32, and we had to call it La Brasse Brewery, which um, is anglophone. Is it? Oh, anglophone. Yeah, I think so. Ugh. Anglophones. Ugh, disgusting. Yeah. Anglophones. Makes me sick. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. Thank you so much. I'm really glad we finally got to do fun. this. Yeah, yeah man. Genuinely yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, mate, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at Beer West Podcast. And check out the long-form audio so you can hear extraordinarily attractive gentlemen like Uncle Troy talk about craft beer. That is it, guys. Thank you for watching. We'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Ciao.